Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask the pressing question, what's your jam in the jam stack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and on this week's episode, we sit down with Brian Rinaldi, a developer advocate for StackBit. So Brian, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks. Thanks, Brian, for having me. <laughs> the, the Brian episode, definitely. Yes, absolutely. So uh, so go ahead and t- tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do for work, what you do for fun. So I am a developer advocate at StackBit. So, you know, I... I get to mess around with all the new stuff and I get to do all kinds of Jamstack things and call it work, experiment with it and and write articles about it and speak about it. So it's that's a lot of fun. Um, but for fun, uh, let's see, I'm mostly I'd say I'm a gamer. I love I, I like I'm a console gamer mostly. So I I'm on uh, either my PlayStation, my Xbox or the Switch playing something. Nice. What, what are you What are you playing right now? I've been hooked on Apex Legends for for a little while, and that's kind of my main game. But I still play Overwatch regularly. That's another one that is one of my longtime faves. I've only ever uh, played on the free weekends they've done throughout the uh, throughout the life <laughs> of it, but I've always enjoyed it. So that's an Overwatch, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Apex yeah, Legends is free, isn't it? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those. Um, what do you call? What do they call them? Like Fortnite, uh, Battle Royale, Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. Very cool. Uh, so obviously, we're not. T- this isn't a gaming podcast, although I could very easily <laughs> talk for a long time about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so let's talk about the Jamstack a little bit. So what was your what was your entry point into the Jamstack? Or if it was long enough ago, I guess, static site generators and that sort of thing. Yeah, it was definitely long enough ago. Um, I wouldn't say, I, you know, I was, I was probably an early-ish adopter. I wasn't, I wasn't part of the beginning, but I was re- pretty early on. Um, it was probably about six years ago that I really got heavily into static sites. It's a, it's a bit of a funny story how I started um, because I mostly started because I was needed to launch a site for work. I had just gotten a, recently gotten a role at a company called Teleric, which is now got bought by Progress Software. Um, and we were going to launch a new developer-focused site called Teleric Developer Network, and um, I wanted to to avoid some issues of competitiveness between WordPress and our current CMS solution that we sold. Um, I wanted to just launch uh, the whole thing using Jekyll because I knew some Jekyll and I'd been experimenting with it, and I got a no. Um, so nobody bought into this idea, and then we ended up using WordPress. But I kind of took that as inspiration to dive really, really deeply into disproving how proving how wrong they were in making this decision. Um, and it led to me presenting um, all over the place about static sites, writing a lot of articles about static sites. Um, you know, getting involved early on in the whole community. Uh, I wrote a report for O'Reilly about five years ago that about static sites. Um, and then I wrote a book with my friend Raymond Camden about stat- static sites. That was about four years ago, I guess now, three, four years ago. Anyway, it's all been, you know, so I was, yeah, I was early on um, involved in that and and have been 
you know, dedicated to it since, even though it's not until recently after joining Stackbit, it wasn't necessarily part of my work, my day job anyway. I feel like that's, that's a lot of great uh, developer technology origin stories. It's like, it's like I had to prove them as wrong as I could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's definitely been a part of my, throughout my career, this has come up multiple times. Cool. And I also didn't know that you had, uh, you had partnered with Raymond on, on a book. So uh, what, mm -hmm. what, what book was that you said about four years ago? Uh, yeah, I think it's like three. I think it came out like three years ago now. Uh, and we, but we started running about four years ago. Um, it's called Working with Static Sites. It's, I think, the only thing other than, you know, until um, Netlify released their thing through O'Reilly, uh, it was it was only book O'Reilly had on the topic. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're hopeful that we may even get to revisit that oh, because cool. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anybody who's starting out today. Um, the landscape has changed so much since the time we wrote it that, I mean, a lot of things will still work, but it wouldn't necessarily be the most recommended way of doing things today. I got you. And as a side note to all the listeners out there, be sure to go back. I think it's episode three. Raymond Camden was on the show. So, uh, so be sure to check that oh, out yeah. as well. My arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, some good natured sparring there. Oh, he and I go way back. So it's, yeah, yeah. He, we've been friends. Well, not to give, not to give too much away, but since we both did cold fusion. Ooh, so. ooh very nice. <laughs> um, so obviously, uh, Jekyll was kind of that, that entry point and in, in, into the world. But uh, fast forward, you know, six years now, there's been an explosion of all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I assume Stackbit's high up on your on your list of passions in the Jamstack. But what, what all are you playing with? What are you enjoying right now? You know, I, I I've I'm really liking one of the things I like about Stackbit is the ability to just. I've been passionate about the topic of of the editing experience in in the whole Jamstacks for years. Um, even when I would speak about this, you know, four years ago, um, you know, it was basically like, listen, I know you all think Markdown is super easy and well, you could just, you know, if I'm gonna launch this site and I'm gonna give it to some editor, I'll just teach the Markdown. It's just a few tags, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit of markup. It's really easy. Um, and I'm like, but then if you wanna do this in Markdown, can you do that? No, you can't. So you have to do HTML if you wanna do that. And I'm like, and so this, now I gotta teach you Markdown plus HTML, which is not easy. And the whole experience has never been very smooth from an editing person, you know, a content editor's perspective. Um, and I think, so one of the things I've been passionate about is now with headless CMS and, or even like, you know, things like, um, like Netlify CMS, which has kind of grown into a really, you know, great project. I think that's changed and we now, you know, we now have the tools to make a really good editing experience uh, with the Jamstack, which to me, that brings that brings us to the possibility of being able to to you know bring this widespread, like uh, what make make adoption grow dramatically. Because I think it's been one of the things that's held the whole system back is is this ability like even even now like oh okay i can change it on the cms and i'm comfortable with the cms side of it but then and then i make that change i submit and then it's like okay let me sit there and is it is it live is it live is it live is it live right and then it's like okay it's live oh crap i screwed up let me go back 
you know, uh, fix that typo, is it live, you know, and repeat the whole process. So um, having been a part of marketing teams and, and, uh, and content focused teams, I know like the, the struggles those that, that they have with these kind of tools. And I think we're finally making that transition out of that. But besides that, I mean, honestly, I'm going to, I, I guess you might say old school kind of guy. I, I still like Jekyll. I, um, I still use it. Uh, I'd say most of the sites I build are still are in Hugo. And I love Hugo and I've been using it for years. And um, I maintain a, like a, a bunch of sites that are built in Hugo. Nice. And I, I feel like on, on the podcast, we've been pretty, pretty much 50-50 from like that methodology of like the Hugo Jekyll 11D kind of hand HTML to the browser and then 50-50 on the other hand of doing uh, Gatsby, Gridsum, those kind of Next, reactor yeah. view uh, based mm-hmm. uh, situations. So you kind of fall a little bit, a little bit further on the HTML side of things on that, on that more staticky static site. <laughs> more staticky stuff. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it more staticky. Sure. I think, uh, you know, you can still do all those things. It's just, you know, it, it's done a different way, right? So, um, you know, one of the things I love about Hugo is just like everything runs so quickly, and I'm, I'm able, like, I'm. I feel like there's a lot of power in the templating, um, and that I can dig into, like, you know, things that that I. I I don't have to mess with any frameworks or anything, right? Like I can build it with a framework. I can not build it with a framework. I'm free to do whatever. Uh, it'll work. Yeah. Just kind of whatever you're feeling on that given day, you're good to go. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, so out of curiosity, um, you, t- you talked about the, uh, the marketing team and that refresh, 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 refresh methodology. <laughs> yeah. um, is, is that kind of some of the inspiration behind that StackBit Live thing that, that came yes. out? Right. That's exactly it. Um, so we have like a... We already put out a control center that like will that you can get for free right now. Like you can just add it if you're on Netlify, you can just add it to any Netlify site. Um, and what it'll do is it'll automatically pick up like if a build has been triggered, regardless of how that's been triggered. So like you know if it's been triggered by the CMS or it's been triggered by a, a uh, you're checking in something to the GitHub repository, like it'll it'll automatically pick that up, notify you, and then you can watch as the build happens. It'll tell you, oh, okay, it's done. You can check the logs and so on. So that's part of like that's the beginnings of that whole StackBit Live um, concept that we presented at at um, Jamstack Conf in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes beyond that to a whole editing experience that's going to allow you to edit things in line on the page. Right? Is that going to be uh, as uh, as agnostic in Stack Site Generator and CMS level as all the rest of StackBit is, or is yes. it going to have to? Okay. Right. That's that's kind of one of the keys I think to there we're obviously not the only people doing these kind of things so that's one of the keys to our solution i think is that well it it doesn't matter which static site generator which cms for the most part you're using we will we can support that right um where there are some other great solutions out there but they tend to be fixed towards a particular methodology sure yeah definitely cool uh so uh so you're using obviously jamstack very hard professionally now it is legitimately your job you said you get to play with all these cool jamstack technologies nowadays yeah are you still exploring personally like outside do you have anything running that way or do you get to just do everything professionally now and do it during the day you know i still do i still do personally because all the sites i do outside of work even are are, um 
Jamstack. So, like, I run a bunch of online like meetups every month, um, as well as like online events and in-person events that I kind of do on the side. Um, and that site is all built in Hugo, and I, I'm continuously updating that and maintaining that as well. So you're running uh, uh, meetup groups and, and online meetups. So I run, yeah, I do run meetup groups, and I run, but I run an online meetup. It's it's at like cfe.dev. If you go there, they, I I run a number of different things through that, like online trainings and stuff. But I have a free monthly meetup that's for developers. It's on a variety of topics. Like I don't, it's not Jamstack specific. It's just developer focused. Right? Okay, very cool. Um, so, uh, would, would it be, uh, would it be fair to say that, that StackBit is your jam in the Jamstack or are, are there other things that we want to kind of dive into in that way? Uh, you know, I'd StackBit, I'm, I'm still digging into one of the things I find about net, like I've been using Netlify since honestly, since the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I've, I've always been a fan of it, but I felt like they've been releasing a lot of things I never got to dig into. So I'm really having a lot of fun trying to mess with like serverless functions and or like I did a whole post about identity and stuff like that, which I hadn't really gotten to mess with. And I feel like there's a lot of pieces of Netlify that I haven't I haven't ever touched because, you know, I could do what I wanted to do very easily, but I, I never had an excuse to get dig into them a little further. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun doing that, too. Cool. So they kind of, it's almost like ancillary to the Jamstack. The things that you really need Jam the Jamstack to do. Right. Those pieces are there for you. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm also curious about what your actual jam is. Your musical jam. What's your musical taste? What are you listening to while you work? While you play? The... <laughs> oh yeah. So um, so I a lot of what I listen to is is very electronic. Um. So funny enough, Raymond Camden and I do this whole. We have a newsletter. We've put out, it's supposed to be bi-weekly, but it's really kind of occasional, like every two or three weeks, called Coda Breaker, um, where we pick like new music. So I'm like really uh, kind of focused on picking new songs all the time. I'd say lately my jam would be, if I could say anybody in particular. So so my latest jam, like my jam lately has been LCD Sound System, and which is not like new, new stuff, but I... I don't know why I've like rediscovered them and realized like I, I'm like why did I not love them as much as I did when this these songs some of these songs were newer um, and and I've just really been digging that but but other ones um, like I've really been into what would you call it chill out music like Com Trues I've been um, uh, Caroline Polachek I, I don't know if you ever heard of her. I've been listening to her cigarettes after sex. So they're awesome, very loungy sounding stuff. So yeah, I mean, mostly mostly obscure <laughs> kind of music, uh, tending towards electronic. Okay, and, and uh, will we be able to know what your uh, what your jam is on a on a biweekly basis oh, yeah. uh, by following the Coda Breakers uh, newsletter? Yeah, yeah. So it's codabreaker.rocks, and it is a Jamstack site. Ray built it. It's 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 amazing. It's you won't be, you won't believe it. It's it's a it's really impressive a single page, but <laughs> but it does actually he built it. I mean, it's nothing 
too exciting, but he did actually tie it into the MailChimp API. So every time we, we just send a new newsletter, it rebuilds and it, it adds the newsletter to the list and everything like that. So um, things like that. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and is there anything that you would like to promote what you're doing, uh, what's going on that you want to get out in the open? Sure. I mean, the, the big thing, one of the big things I'm doing besides my work at StackBit is um, I'm running a conference here in Orlando in February. Um, in fact, Netlify is one of my sponsors. Um, so we've got like Divya from Netlify who's coming to speak. It's called Flashback Conference. Um, you can get it at flashback.dev. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've got Kyle Simpson as a keynote, Stell Weil as a keynote. I've got Ray's going to be speaking, um, a lot of other really great people. So that would be kind of the thing I'm most excited about and what I'm working on. You know, when I'm not working for, for work, that's what I'm working on on my free time. Conference organizing is not easy. No, I've done a lot of them. I've been doing it like 10 years or so, and I've done a lot of them. And my wife's, my wife's always like, I don't know why you put yourself through this. You stress out every single time, and then you're like, oh, it's going to be a failure. It's going to suck. And, and then it all goes well, and then you start the process all over again. <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've never organized a conference, but I've done a yearly <laughs> hackathon. And until I get that, that like... 10th ticket sold i'm just like no one's coming yes, yes and then we get like 100 plus and we're good but. yeah it's always like that and, it, and everybody waits till like the last two to three weeks to buy their tickets and until then you're like this is going to be a failure I'm, I'm and, and you and you buy all your all your food and stuff you know for <laughs> hundreds of people and yeah. you just know you're gonna have too much yep. yep cool well i appreciate you uh you taking the time and talking with us today hope to see more stuff coming from stack but especially around that live stuff soon thanks thanks brian appreciate it and as always, I want to thank you, our amazing listeners. Knowing that folks are listening and enjoying the show keeps us coming back week after week. If you want to support That's My Jam Stack, be sure to give it a like, favorite, or review in your podcast app of choice. Until next time, keep things jammy.